This week, we will be talking about how your favorite teen mom stars are being affected by the coronavirus. We'll also be discussing Janelle Evans' recent sort of confirmation, not really denial, about whether she's back with David Easton or not. And we're also going to be spilling all the tea that Mackenzie Edwards kind of chatted about on her recent Instagram Q&A. Welcome back this week, guys. Thanks so much. And make sure you listen on Spotify. So coronavirus is real and it's affecting everyone. And with all of the you know safety precautions that are being set in place across the country, uh, companies everywhere are enacting work from home policies, which is what we are doing as well. And that's why our sound is a little bit different because we are not recording from our studios, but We are, you know, taking precautions, making sure we're safe. Hope everybody out there listening are taking the precautions they need to make sure they stay safe. Guys, please check in with the CDC website for any information that you need regarding this virus, because it is, yeah, it's, it's pretty scary. Not going to lie. And that kind of, you know, start, you know, it it gives us a little leeway into our first topic. Um, It's, it's tough. I mean, Corey Wharton, And Cheyenne from Team Amoji, they have been very open about the fact that their daughter, Ryder, was born with the VLCAD. Um, And it's it's a hard thing because we've seen her go through these, you know, health scares because of it. And with something like the coronavirus, having, you know, people who it can really affect people who are immunocompromised So, you know, with writer's condition, she's already, you know, a common cold could really affect her worse than, you know, a a child without VLCAD. So, of course, Corey and Cheyenne, they are taking every precaution that they need to make sure that little writer is safe during this time. And but, you know, it, it might be a really heavy and scary situation, but Corey did a really great job with keeping Ryder, you know, occupied while they're being quarantined and staying away and doing their social distancing. And he did it by joining TikTok, which was so cute. I don't know if you guys saw the clip, but they did the viral flip the switch challenge and it was adorable. Chelsea, what do you think about their flip the switch? I mean... Flawlessly executed, first of all. I think it is (laughs) so cute. I think they did it in probably the funniest swaps that they could because I loved seeing Corey and his little towel jamming out, pretending to be Ryder. I thought that was so cute. Um, I thought it was a fun way to kind of acknowledge what's going on without getting too serious about it. Um, They were kind of ahead of the curve a little bit. Mm -hmm. I know everything started to like really sink in for me and people I know on Friday, but on Friday Mm -hmm. they were already like, hello, we we're quarantined. So we've started a TikTok." Um, so it was nice to know that they were on top of it and they were taking it really seriously. And it's nice to see that they're doing everything they can to protect Ryder. But I just think the whole, I mean, Ryder's, I don't want to say the cutest kid on Teen Mom because there's a lot of cute kids and it seems not fair to pick a favorite, but Mm -hmm. she's up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Adorable. 
So cute. So it looked like the from the post, it looked like that weekend was Corey's weekend with her because um, Taylor was in, in the clip with them. Taylor's pregnant, and I'm sure, you know, of course they want to make sure that Taylor is being, um, you know, taken care of during this time too because she's pregnant. So, you know, of course we don't want her to come in contact with um, coronavirus either. And then, but I did see that um, Cheyenne did post on her Instagram you know, keeping my mini close during this time. So it's nice to see all three parents are on the same page with this. I know for a fact that they are going to do everything that they can to make sure Ryder stays safe. And, you know, just thinking with the other cast too, like I'm sure everybody is taking, taking this seriously when they have littles at home. And Leah also kind of spoke out a little bit too, Leah Messer from Teen Mom 2 about, you know, what she's doing to keep her children safe. And let's see here. She posted on Facebook and it was a message from a physician from the University of Pennsylvania. And it's just, you know, really describing what social distancing is and how, 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 you know, people can do their part to make sure that they are not contributing to the spread of this virus and urging fans to stay home and things like that. So I like to see celebrities and, you know, other celebrities, not just in the reality TV realm, but, you know, celebrities like movie stars, too. They are using their platform for good. They're raising awareness. They um, some of them are doing, you know, work with charities to help children because a lot of the schools around the country are closing. So it's just really nice to see the humanity in all of this and everybody coming together and just making sure that we're all doing our part and we're all staying safe. And we wish everybody the best during this time, of course. So moving into our second topic this week. So like I said, in many, many episodes before, we are constantly talking about Janelle Evans, constantly, you know, looking to see what's up, what update we can bring you guys there. And this one kind of, it's a little final, honestly. So, you know, the rumor was going back and forth and whether or not Janelle and, and David were back together. She had denied it last month. And but it looks like a lot of things have changed. Yeah. Last did- week, we laid out a lot of proof for you guys. A lot of the evidence of like, are they together? Are they not? There was mm-hmm. the ring. There was getting dog supplies together out at the store. There was making mm-hmm. epoxy crafts. It was a lot going on. And it seems like it's just piled up so much to the point where it is undeniable. Um, And I would say that is exactly the right word to use because Janelle refused to deny it when a fan brought it up. Yep. So this was on her Twitter and she was responding, quote, tweeting, responding to a fan. And I don't I don't see the actual tweet here because it's actually deleted now. But oh, I've got it. Don't worry. Oh, all right. Hit it. Hit us with it. So a fan tweeted, so at Janelle and David are back together and she wonders why people don't believe her. And Janelle mm-hmm. quote tweeted it and I guess was like, guess what, guys? Because she said, <laughs> the thing is, I'm living my life regardless of what anyone says or matter WTF I'm doing. I'm not obligated to owe anyone an explanation. My life isn't shared on TV anymore. Sorry, I'm not trying to impress any damn person. So basically, that was like a get off my back. <laughs> yes, we're together. Yeah. Don't talk to me about it. I don't have to say whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you know what she didn't say? She didn't say that they're not together. 
So because a hundred percent, I think I'm living my life was like, stop calling me out. Let me do what I want. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. So yeah, I mean, there, there you have it. I think, you know, you, you can take what you, what you want to take from that. And I know I'm taking that the fact that there was no actual denial that there may, you know, are a thing. So She's well, legally, we can't say it's land. a confirmation, but to me, no, that's, that's my takeaway. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm taking away from this for sure. And although, you know, can I just say one interesting thing about this really quick? Yeah. Go ahead. It's fascinating to me that her excuse for why she doesn't have to confirm or deny anything is that her life isn't shared on TV anymore. Sorry. But I think last week or maybe the week before we were talking about how she's teasing a new project. So now yeah. I'm wondering, is that not on TV? Is that not something where she's sharing her life and trying to impress any damn person? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if this rules those out, what could that be? So I did see, um, before we hopped on to record, I did see she posted an announcement for a, a podcast, but I don't know if it was, I looked at it super quickly before we jumped on. So I think, I don't think it was her announcing her project as the podcast. I think she was just announcing that she had, the, the podcast that she had recorded is out now or something like that. So, but I think she is definitely interested in podcasting for sure. Hmm. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely, you know, keep up on that for you guys. And so moving into our third topic this week, Mackenzie Edwards, she has been a little MIA on social media, not going to lie. And I think really it's just because she gets so much backlash. Like you guys are always on top of her for certain things. And so I think, you know, after she announced the pregnancy and gave birth and stuff, I think she's just very much into mommy mode, very much into protecting my space mode. But I think the fact that the Teen Mom OG premiered, uh, season premiered last night, I think she's kind of ready to open up a little bit more and she may keep this up for the rest of the season. And she did an Instagram Q&A with fans and there are some pretty interesting tidbits that we can take away from these, you know, this Q&A. Chelsea, which one do you think was the most interesting one? I mean, to me, the news that she had her tubes tied, I think, is by and far the most important one. Just mm-hmm. because everything else was like, I do intermittent fasting. I'm excited to see my family on the show if they're being cute, not snarky, like... Blah, blah, blah. All those are interesting things, especially with that she hinted she was going to be on the show, which we did see last night. But to me that she and Ryan are done having kids to the point that she's like, I am no longer physically capable of having kids. That's big Mm -hmm. news because a lot of the hate that she's gotten in the past has been about having kids with Ryan while he's been away, while he's been in rehab, while he's been going through so much A lot Mm -hmm. of the backlash has really been about, like, why are you still having kids with this person? Why are you adding more to your plate when it seems like it's already difficult to keep up with what's going on? And so I think it's really interesting to see her putting down her foot and being like, nope, I'm done. That's the last one. Force plenty. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, just to me, though, is like I, I understand the backlash to her having children and getting pregnant and, and, you know, we all saw this scene when her and Ryan got married and how, how disturbing that was because he could barely keep his eyes open. It was like when he was in the throes of his addiction and it's, it was really hard to watch. And 
Um, I know a lot of fans came at her for, for that and for choosing to be pregnant. He was in rehab and missed the birth for Jagger. When Jagger uh, was born, he was, you know, away. And so to me is I, I don't, I, I hope that the tube tying, tube tying decision was not because of the haters, because I don't think anybody should make decisions about their life and their family and their health and their body based on, you know, Instagram trolls. But I think, I think it'll definitely help her moving forward from getting more backlash in the future if she were to have another child. But I do know that sometimes those tube tying, you know, those procedures, sometimes you can still get pregnant on them. And that is a horrifying thing that you just said. And I want you to take it back. No, you can. Like, I've heard it. It's, I don't think the pregnancy will be vile, but I've heard of, it was, I think it's called ectopic pregnancy. Oh. Where, yeah, where because the tubes are tied. They can't like go into the uterus, but. Mm -hmm. The fertilized egg kind of sits there. Does the sperm get into the ovaries? (laughs) (laughs) Look, I am not a medical (laughs) professional, so I don't know how that works. But I do know that, you know, it doesn't mean it's not like a hundred percent. You're never getting pregnant again, sort of deal. Even like, I think there's, um, like they say breast, um, not, um, the birth control, like they say, like birth control is like 99%, you know, uh, effective. So, but just you wait, Mackenzie's going to listen to this podcast and then she's going to be like, okay, full hysterectomy. (laughs) Oh my God. No, please don't. I don't want her to like make decisions based on this. Like I want her to be her own person and be independent and be like, I'll do what I want. But okay. So another thing that she, (laughs) she did talk about was she teased a little bit of the season. And and before she posted this, we didn't really know how involved she would be for Teen Mom OG this season. I know um, in the past she expressed frustration and she actually kind of quit. She didn't want to do the show. And then, but then the next season she was right back on. And so, you know, we did see her on the season premiere last night. We did see, you know, her filming with Ryan and his family, but she did kind of tease a a little bit with fans during that Q and a, and she shared her hopes for what, you know, fans will see of her this season. And she said, she's basically hoping for positive moments. She said, and I hope so too. That's what I hope for them, honestly. Like I don't, it's hard. Like I said, it was hard to see Ryan go through the addiction and, and, and see him struggle and see how that addiction affected Macy and affected Bentley and affected his parents. Like if, I love Ryan's parents, by the way, we'll get into that when we get to the recap later, but I think they're so cool. And yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I do hope for positive this season. What do you think Chelsea? I also hope for positive moments for them. I think she is so supportive of his recovery and I really love to see that. And I think She is so supportive of the struggles that he goes through with addiction. And she's really spoken out about that and in his defense in the past being like opioid addiction is not a joke. It's not something to make fun of. It's not a moral failing in Ryan. It's something that a lot of people, all kinds of people deal with. Um, Mm -hmm. So I would love to see him overcome that. I do think that her issues with the show in the past, which was that allegedly teen mom didn't want to show Ryan's recovery. They just wanted Mm. to focus on Macy's storyline and kind of how Ryan affects Macy is just the reality of what the show is. 
It's yeah. teen mom. It's not teen parents. Macy is the teen mom in question. And mm-hmm. the way that Ryan and Max's story affects hers is part of her story, but they're not necessarily like the focus. Um, yeah. But it looks like everybody got on the same page and understood that. Because when she said like, we're not doing it anymore, that was, I think, July of last year, maybe. And then yeah. by October, they were back on the show. Um, and everybody's like, oh, we thought you quit, but okay. Um, <laughs> but so it seems like everyone has kind of come to terms with what the show is and what they can expect from their time on it, which is a good thing. And I think we really saw that in last night's premiere. Yeah, for sure. And so moving into this week's Truth or Tale, the Chris Lopez, Kaylin Lowry drama <gasps> is another drama that just refuses to quit. It won't stop. And we are, I feel like every week there's something new that we learn about it. <laughs> Chelsea, this week was a have... doozy though. <laughs> yeah, no, I know you have a lot of feelings about this. So basically, okay, I'm going to just, you know, set it up here. So it turns out that there was a Teen Mom Shade Room Instagram account that had posted a DM from some anonymous person and they were like, oh, we have tea. Basically, you know, Chris is back with this girl that he had started dating in high school that he's off and on with. He's back on with her. Let Kale know, basically. And then Kale was like, uh, I already know. And there was a whole thing. There's a whole social media back and forth. Chris even jumped in and denied it, though. But yeah, it, it was crazy. And I will say that when Kale, okay, this is what Kale commented on the actual post where they posted the screenshot of this anonymous person, you know, tipster. She wrote, quote, they've been together together this whole time. Nobody needs to pass this quote unquote tea along. Like, I don't know. And like that little grimace face emoji. That's like, like that, you know, (laughs) Um, (laughs) that's how I see it. (laughs) And then Kale goes, I hope they can work out this time, which is very sassy. And, you know, people were coming for Kale because it made it sound, reading that statement or that comment made it sound like she knew all along that Chris had this other woman and that she didn't care and that she still was, like, messing with him on the side, like she was cool with being a side chick, all that. And, you know, that's how people took it. And so, but that's not the case because Kale made sure that she explained it. Kale made sure that she explained yes. it. She's like, no. <laughs> She's like, hold up, wait a minute. (laughs) Yes. She was like, do not get it twisted. Quote, unquote. You got this all effing, but she really cursed. Wrong. (laughs) Uh, Quote, me and him were together. He's been lying to both of us about the other. And then she opens up more about the situation in, uh, in with a quote to us weekly. And she said, it's hurtful. When I love someone so hard, it was devastating to know he was capable of hurting me to this to the extent that he has. <clears throat> when someone can lie through their teeth so well, I fell for it only to find out later my gut was right all along. And then, you know, Chris popped in to the comment section and he wrote idea with the little light bulb emoji. Stop talking about some BS that ain't true for ratings and drama. She got a new man. Let's move on. First of all, my favorite thing is that he said ratings and drama where you're not even on the show. You're bro. not like, on the show. Chris. <laughs> yeah. Chris has been yeah, very like, clear about not wanting to be on the show. Like, bruh, you're not on the how can you get ratings when you're not on the show? Okay, also, that like was this my... is an Instagram account for tea. This Instagram account does not have ratings. 
And yeah, like they have followers, not ratings. It's just his favorite clap back to be like, you guys are using me for clout. And it's like, okay, Grizz. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like you got clout from kill let's be real okay just be <laughs> he loves an on and off relationship first of all i just gotta say he loves to go back and forth that's clearly something that works for him or maybe yeah. it doesn't work for him um, he loves to do it with kale but one thing i thought that was interesting about this denial is that a lot of people seem to think the she that he mentioned was Kale, the she got a mm. new man, let's move on. Mm-hmm. That was not how I read it. But just in no. case there was any ambiguity, the Teen Mom Shade Room account DM'd Kale to be like, do you have a new man? And she said no. And she also told Us Weekly she's not dating. So yeah. just to clear that up, that she, I can only assume, is the high school girl. And yeah. he's trying to deflect and be like, I'm not even with her. She has a new man. This is not a thing, which is fascinating to me yeah so I mean yeah what do you make of all this this whole ordeal that went down in the dms and in the comments well it is very nice to finally have confirmation that kale and chris were back together because it was Mm -hmm. so unclear what happened with whatever funny business was going on behind the scenes and her getting pregnant um obviously they had Something go on, but we didn't know if it was just a hookup or a friends with benefits situation or a full-blown relationship, and neither Mm. of them were being clear. So it is nice to know for all the people who suspected that they were, like, full-blown dating or whatever dating means for Chris and Kale, where they don't seem to be on the same page. Um, (laughs) But whatever that means for them, that's what was happening. And it's just stunning to me that now she's like actually we were together but he played me and he also played this other girl so that's fun yeah Yeah, I mean I just I okay I'll be honest Chris is a good-looking person right he's a good-looking guy I just don't think he's worth all the drama and the fact that another girl is involved with this it's like dude you're not you know, like mm-hmm. chill. You're not you're not a hot commodity here, you know. And like and I know I'm bad at dating. I just don't know how these people have so many options lined up. Like I don't know <laughs> yeah. how to get you know what I mean? How right. what is your strategy to have so many people? Because no knocks on him. He's yeah, like you said, he's very cute. And yeah. if he has game, clearly it's working, but like <laughs> yeah. What is the game, you know? (laughs) Yeah. If you're going to be this level of a player, like, at least give some tips to the rest of us. Also, though, don't be this much of a player because this is too far. Yeah, it's it's you're just really kind of dragging two girls through this and it's just not cool. But okay, so moving in to this week, we have another special treat for you guys. We've got an exclusive interview with Cheyenne Floyd from Team Mom OG. And much like the interview that we had last week with Caitlin, she will be previewing her storyline for this upcoming season with us. And we got, a, we got yeah, I was going to say a little bit, but we got all the tea, guys. Basically, we have all the tea about her and Taylor, about how she responded or reacted to Taylor and Corey's pregnancy. And she also gave us a little bit of an update about where she stands with Matt now because we saw that play out on social media. So, yeah, I'm really excited for you guys to hear this and we'll hit it now. 
Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for taking the time out to chat with us today. Um, so, of course. Hopefully yeah. you don't hear the kids screaming in the background. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is totally fine. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, from what I've seen and what the fans have seen so far from the season, um, it seems like everyone's really excited to catch back up with you guys. And we're just going to jump right in. So uh, what can fans expect from your storyline this season? Um, <laughs> well, of course, I think the big thing is that Corey and Taylor are expecting a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of takes over our um, story. Um, it's the biggest thing that is going on mm-hmm. in Ryder's little life. <laughs> um Ryder's getting older, so she starts to take up preschool prep class. So that was a big deal. Um, we had, I think, one health scare with her. Mm-hmm. Corey was gone for a few months for the challenge. So that was an adjustment, getting used to having her by myself again and then having to once again share her when he got back. Mm-hmm. It's a lot going on this season, I think, about it. Yeah, I know. And like, I know that for the period of time that you guys were off, like fans were just following it all as it was kind of going down in real time. So, of course, like you said, you know, the Corey and Taylor pregnancy, we saw a little bit of your reaction in a super short clip. But can you elaborate more about how you felt the moment that you found out they were expecting? So I guess maybe like three weeks before Corey actually told me because really he's one of those people who like share like you can just tell everything about them he everything always is on his face so <laughs> I asked him I texted him maybe two weeks before and I was like is she pregnant and he didn't respond so oh. I kind of assumed that she was pregnant because okay. it wasn't he would have just said no but I let him tell me in his own time and so he told me maybe a few weeks later and I'm excited for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't come as a shock, honestly. Yeah. Um, Ryder's excited to be a big sister. So it's going to be interesting to see how he balances all of these females in his life. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of Ryder, so how did Corey tell Ryder and how did she react? Cause you know, she's so young. So I can't. I feel like it might be a little hard to explain to her since she's so little. Well, Ryder has grown up with Boz, my nephew, and they live. We all live together, so she saw my sister go through her pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So she's been around people that are pregnant and seen, like you know, a baby when they're an infant growing to Boz is probably is one now. So it wasn't hard for her to understand, okay. um, and she was excited from the beginning and understanding that there's a baby in Taylor's tummy and um, that she's a sister. So she's, she is um, definitely ready and knows what to do with the baby. So it's going to be a fun process to watch. Yeah, for sure. And so I saw you posted a little clip, a teaser trailer for the upcoming season. And then I also saw that Taylor commented on it and she said, oh, Lord, with a little woozy face emoji. So can you share an update on how you and her relationship is now? Yeah. So her comment comes from like the back 
just watching the clip of like seeing herself like crying and laughing and you know a bunch of different emotions of course yeah she doesn't necessarily like to watch herself um you know on the show it, i think it's a little bit weird for her mm-hmm. she's done other shows but this one is so personal and um a part of like a show of lives basically so it's a different feeling to watch certain things Mm -hmm. um but as far as our relationship we're good we communicate um she's really good with Ryder Ryder loves her um we've never we don't have any problems there's no drama we didn't talk shit about Corey so (laughs) (laughs) wow and honestly because at first you weren't very into the idea of her coming back around. I remember last season, um, there was a scene where actually you actually referred to her as Corey's bed buddy. Um, do you regret that moment or saying that, you know, on camera? I don't regret it because at the time, the way that she was presented to me wasn't as a serious relationship. Mm-hmm. So... Me saying that is for Corey to understand that if he's going to bring females around Ryder, that it needs to be a serious relationship mm-hmm. and that he can't bring, you know, random girls around her. So, I mean, I don't regret saying it. I, it kind of makes him have to grow up and figure out, like, if this is a relationship or if it's not, because Ryder's not going to be, you know, around multiple people. Yeah, understandable for sure. And, you know, so now that you and Corey and Taylor kind of all have this nice, you know, you guys get along well. Um, have you given Taylor any advice, like, in terms of her pregnancy? Small things here and there, but, I mean, we just try to be supportive towards her being pregnant. And, of course, because she doesn't have family in L.A., so to make sure that she feels included in the things that we do. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> you have thoughts on, right? Um, and... You know, they come over when sometimes they'll be after a doctor's appointment and they'll show my sister and I the ultrasound or, you know, whatever it is. So um, she, I helped her with her gender reveal party. Um, that will be in the season. Mm-hmm. So it's been, I don't know, copacetic, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I guess for fans and just, you know, everyone watching in general, it's kind of rare to see your your relationship, your co-parenting relationship with Corey and now with Taylor in the mix. Um, we also saw you did a little guest spot on Teen Mom Young and Pregnant last season. And um, you and Ashley Jones met up and you gave her some advice on her co-parenting situation with Barr. So what what have you learned? What is the biggest lesson you've learned in co-parenting so far? And what is like one important piece of advice that you would give fans who are navigating a similar co-parenting relationship? Um, I think that people see Corey and I's relationship, it um, comes off perfect. It's not. It actually takes a lot of work to do what we do and to get to the point that we're at. And it's not always like the most perfect situation. But within that, I think with co-parenting, you have to have a strong communication with the person that you're dealing with and you have to have forgiveness um putting your pride to the side is definitely a big thing and to just remember that the goal is that you know this is all for the for the babies um and for a writer to grow up in an environment where 
know her parents aren't together, but in a sense, they work together for her. Mm -hmm. So we do things as a family all the time with her so that she gets that mom and dad are both on the same page when it comes to Ryder and Taylor comes over for family events and she understands that Taylor and daddy are together and that, you know, mommy and Ryder have a house and daddy and Ryder have a house. So, you know, we talk to Ryder like, not like she's a baby and she, she definitely gets what's going on, Mm -hmm. but co-parenting takes work and you have to work it like you're in a relationship almost (laughs) but if you put in the work then and you remember like what the goal is I feel like you can get to a good place of course our co-parenting is different because like a lot of people know we never really were in a relationship or you know dated so it took out a lot of that emotion Mm -hmm. that I think some people have trouble with when it comes to co-parenting yeah. And like you said, you know, people kind of like look to it, but it's it's cool that you're being so transparent and, you know, it looks perfect, but, you know, you have to work on it because I think that's what people want. They want the easy, perfect, you know, picture perfect thing, but it might not be yeah, the case sometimes. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not perfect. And Corey and I always try to tell people like what you guys see and, you know, what you see now, it looks a certain way, but you know, this actually takes a lot of, it takes a lot of work and it it does take a lot of talking. We talk a lot, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, we talked a lot because we had to get to know each other and then learn how to parent with each other. Yeah. And I think you mentioned a little earlier, um, I think you said that, because I know the last time that we heard that Ryder had a complication with her um, VLCAD was December 2019. And so, you know, you were really open and shared a lot about her journey with that. Um, can you share an update on how she's been doing now since then? Yeah, she's, she's really good. Of course, now with like all these viruses going around, we just have to take, you know, a few extra precautions and mm-hmm. keep her um, keep her close for the most part. But um, right now she's healthy. She had, she was in the hospital for a little while while Corey was in the challenge. Mm-hmm. doing the challenge but since then she's been good yeah last season we saw you guys go through a similar situation where you know you were in the hospital with her and Corey at that in that specific situation Corey was on vacation but he ended up coming back and all that and I remember you expressing your frustration you felt you had said that you felt that he didn't take the condition seriously enough do you still feel that way now well what happened last season is that he was on vacation and he didn't come back Mm -hmm. so that was where the frustration was um ready go potty i see you (laughs) this go now you can take that go sit on the potty okay i'll hold her thank you okay (laughs) sorry no it's okay it's totally fine in the morning (laughs) yeah no you're totally fine (laughs) <clears throat> the frustration came from that he didn't come back and he was in Mexico. Mexico's not that far from my life, so get your ass on the plane. Your yeah. kid is in the hospital for a week. Mm-hmm. But since then, since that incident, he definitely stepped up and, you know, took the time to learn about Ryder's condition and how her body functions differently from other kids. Um, when he was on the challenge, I made the decision not to tell him that she was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. because he had gotten, you know, I did the math and 
I saw how far along he was and how many days he had left. So it was just like, I can, I talked to her doctors and they said if we got to a point where he needed to be present then they would let me know, but luckily we never got there. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I handled this one differently than the first time, but he, um, this season we have a lot that goes on with Ryder's nonprofit mm-hmm. and her health scare and, you know, things like that. And he, he's involved and, um, takes it a lot more seriously. She's been sick at his house and he's seen what her body does and it definitely freaked him out. So I think he's starting to understand. Okay. Well, I'm sure fans will be very happy to see that because, you know, they're always on him when they feel like he's not doing his part. (laughs) Yeah. They don't give him a break. No. (laughs) Neither do I. (laughs) So, um, so moving into your personal life a little bit, the last time that we heard that you had a man in your life was when you were with Matt and, you know, since then you guys have split. So, um, do you want to open up about what, you know, what went wrong there in, in your relationship? Matt and I's relationship, well, that you guys will see on the show, kind of how it played out mm-hmm. after he moved to LA, but I wish him the best. Okay, got it. (laughs) (laughs) Enough said. (laughs) Um, So, okay, so now that if that's where you're at now, um, are you interested in dating at all? Or are you kind of just taking this time to focus on yourself? Like, where are you at now in terms of your love life? I am happily single. Um, I don't know, I'm at like a good place of like self-love and focusing on writer and her starting preschool and the nonprofit mm-hmm. and just different things that are just really focused on myself. Um, I'm not focused on dating. If it happens, then, you know, I'm open to it, but I'm not actively searching for anyone now. And um, just to wrap up, if you could, if you could describe kind of your vibe this season on Team Momoji in one word, what would that word be? Hmm. That's a hard one. <laughs> a few words. You can take a few words if you need. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> um, with this season, I guess I am. Shoot. I'm always positive. That's for sure. Yeah. But. I get a little mom what? boss vibes too. Cause you know, we see you with the party yes. thing. I definitely try. Yes, the mom boss thing is real. Just <laughs> running a household and trying to run an event planning business, and on top of that, running a nonprofit. Yeah, keeping everything together. Yes, what's wrong? Yeah, follow you. Okay. <laughs> well, that wrapped it up for all the questions that I had for you today. Um, I know you got your hands full with Ryder. She sounds so cute. <laughs> She's adorable. Thank you. <laughs> um, Thank you. Of course. And thanks so much for, you know, taking the time to chat with me. Know you're a total busy mommy. So um, I know fans can't wait to see what goes down for you this season on Team Mom OJ. Thank you. Thank you so much. Of course. Have a good day, guys. All right. So now we're getting into this week's Teen Mom recap. And the Teen Mom OG season premiere was last night on St. Patty's Day. And... There really wasn't much going on. They're just setting up, doing their job, setting up the storylines for this this season. But we saw a lot of Amber. They opened with Amber. They gave us an update on how she's doing there. 
And they mentioned that she had took a plea deal, which we covered on InTouchWithGee.com as well. And then they rewinded to four months earlier. Her storyline was pretty sad because she was wrestling with the aftermath of the arrest and and the split from Andrew and and figuring out co-parenting with her son, James, and then also figuring out co-parenting with her daughter, Leah, and whether or not she should go to Leah's first day because she was worried for some negative backlash from other parents or other people who would recognize her. She ended up going, though, and I'm really glad she did. Um, Let's see. Then we saw Macy as well. So Macy's storyline, I got a little bothered by it because she clearly said it was because, you know, Mackenzie and Ryan had a, uh, they sent out an invite to Macy for Bentley to attend Jagger's first birthday. And of course, as a sibling, you would want to be there for your younger sibling's first birthday. But Macy said that she had a vacation already planned and they had like sent her the invite, I think, maybe like a week in advance. And so it was like short notice and she couldn't cancel her vacation. And so she ended up taking Bentley on the vacation instead. But there was a scene where it looked like Ryan was not happy with that excuse. And they're a little bad. They're kind of bashing Macy a little bit. And Chelsea, what do you think about how they reacted to that that moment? I mean, I think that I get where Macy's coming from. Um, I'm not totally sure that something couldn't have been worked out, but I also totally understand Macy being like, I'm not going to change my whole life at a moment's notice every single time. I also kind of feel like, I don't know when the party was, but Jagger's birthday is presumably on the same day every year. Um, Mm -hmm. so maybe that should have been taken into account earlier, but I totally Mm -hmm. get that. She was like, this was already planned. If they had let me know a month in advance, I could cancel my trip. But as it is. You're letting me know just a couple of days before this is what it is. Um, I understood when Ryan was like, this happens literally all the time. This is a pattern. And that's why I have an issue with it. But what Mm -hmm. I thought was really important was when Ryan's parents were talking to him. um, And it really seems like they are prioritizing Bentley and how Bentley is going to be affected by everything because they were like, I know you think you're doing as much as you can, but what are you going to do when Bentley asks you one day, how come you didn't do more? Yeah. That's going to be a tough one for sure. And I like that they're, you know, keeping that into consideration now, how, you know, how this is affecting Bentley. But so moving into Cheyenne's storyline, So she has her boyfriend, Matt, and they were long distance for a year. And then they decide that he wants to move to L.A. to, you know, kind of take the relationship to a next level. But not really because he's not moving in with her. The plan was that he was going to be moving in with a roommate. And but then apparently that plan fell through and Matt really wanted Shan to move in with him and writer and kind of do their little blended family thing. But Cheyenne lives with her sister who also has a son and it was a whole thing. And she really put her foot down at the end of the episode. And she was like, no, this, you know, this is not cool. Like not only does it affect my sister because she has to worry about the rent, but then, you know, this it's kind of too fast. I'm not ready to take this to a live in boyfriend, girlfriend situation. I mean, Um, I think she would be ready to take it to a live-in level if that came with more commitment. Because she kind of said, like, I'm not moving in with somebody again until I have a ring on this finger, which Mm -hmm. is valid. Um, She kind of said in her last relationship where she lived with somebody, it became 
kind of a roommate situation more than a relationship. And she doesn't want to do that again. Yeah. Um, I think it just is crappy because, you know, Matt seemed to kind of treat living with Cheyenne and Ryder as like, uh, oh, wouldn't this be convenient now that my roommate situation fell through? Whereas if he really wanted to live with her, that would be a discussion they would have already had. It sounds like they did have it and they decided they weren't doing that. So either he wasn't taking in what she was saying during that conversation and processing and respecting that, or he was just Mm -hmm. like, well, but now I don't Mm -hmm. have somewhere to live. So what if we just did this together? It just felt like very thrown out spur of the moment and not like, I would like to live with you. Here's why. Here's why I think that would be beneficial for her. It just didn't feel planned out. Right. For sure. I agree. And I think honestly, this may be one of the, one of the reasons why they do end up breaking up, but we will definitely watch that and watch that play out later this season. And Caitlin and Tyler, we saw their vow renewal. It was, it was everything I wanted it to be. It was so beautiful and so romantic. And Tyler's reaction was the cutest thing I've ever seen. Okay. But I gotta say, I gotta say when they put that um, rock up and they did their negativity whispers into it or whatever. And they had the montage of every bad thing that's ever happened Uh, to them. I hated that. (laughs) I cried. I'm not going to lie. I cried. Uh, but yeah, no, that was really beautiful to see and a nice way to set the tone for the rest of the season. And for, yeah, for this week's Team Mom Tease, we will just be continuing to to follow these storylines and we'll get more information about what went wrong in Cheyenne and Matt's relationship and all that. So really excited, looking forward to it. And that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. Make sure you listen on Spotify and please stay safe. And we'll catch you guys next week. Bye.